was 1829. The sleepy town of Newcastle, Massachusetts was bearing the grunt of a particularly harsh winter snowstorm. Mary Brown had just turned sweet 16 and was sitting down for a humble supper with her family. Thanking the good Lord for sparing their house in this harsh weather and providing them with enough food, all were in a festive mood. Then the unexplainable happened. Before Mary even took her first bite, her entire body went into violent convulsions. She started choking. Her parents tried to save her, but to no avail. Mary was dead within minutes. Six weeks to the day after Mary's mysterious death, the Browns awoke early in the morning to loud knocks on their door. It was Mary's best friend, Sarah. In a panic, she told the couple that she'd just seen Mary floating down Main Street, her toes inches from the ground. Mary's ghost was smiling and laughing, said Sarah, as it aimlessly roamed about town. In the following days, many similar stories were heard around Newcastle. The Browns, who had rapidly aged from their grief and misery, soon became very ill and both died just a single day apart. The Brown extended family, 21 of them, were a mainstay in Newcastle, simple farmers who've lived there since the inception of the town. Over the following year, they had all mysteriously started getting very ill, then one after the other. All of them, with the exception of Peter, a distant cousin, had died. Without exception, all the bodies had horrible teeth marks on their necks, though no blood was apparent. The townspeople knew that the spirit of Mary still roaming about was involved. Rumor had it that some members of the Brown family awoke in the middle of the night to see Mary standing over their beds, grinning down at them before throttling their necks in a death grip and sucking for blood. The people of Newcastle were at a loss. Jeremiah Buckner, the notorious witch hunter and vampire expert from Salem, the next town over, was summoned in a last-ditch effort to end the horror. After meeting with the town elders, he set up a rendezvous for the following week, on the very day Mary had died one year earlier. The day had arrived. The clock struck midnight. Jeremiah, the elders, and Peter, now horribly ill, all gathered at the town cemetery gate. Peter could barely hold up his frail body. Everyone was expecting him to die within days, as the violent and horrifying pattern of the Browns indicated. The ritual they were about to perform that night was not for the faint of heart. As they arrived at Mary's grave, they started slowly digging until the coffin was unraveled. The elders were not prepared for what they would see next. Opening the coffin, they found Mary looking much like before she had died. Her flesh was pink and full of life, her hair and fingernails grown, and her lips were full and red. Jeremiah then poked her chest with his pocket knife. Mary bled. 
this was not by any stretch of the imagination an ordinary dead body. Jeremiah then proceeded to cut open her skin, reached in, and pulled out her bloody heart. Just at that moment, Peter gasped in relief. His body felt rejuvenated. It seemed his mysterious illness had all but disappeared in a matter of seconds. From that moment on, the sightings of Mary completely vanished. Peter, his health regained, would soon marry and have three children. The Brown family bloodline was once again revived. Though the town of Newcastle was now back to normal, to this day, its residents claim to see the ghosts of the dead Browns floating about with blank stares in their eyes.